Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. Today I'm sitting down with Royal Lynn. I got a phone call from my buddy, Mr. Scotty Mac. Tell me about this artist named Royal Lynn. So guess what? I listened to some songs and I booked her. She came to Vegas. We sat down. We got to talk about music. Sushi. She doesn't eat it. Pizza. Old lyrics that her mom holds on to. Her love of music. Getting to Nashville from Canada. Hannah Montana. Nickelback. And Blake Shelton. You know what? Let's get to know Royal Lynn. Bunch of neighbors chipping in, working hard weekends down here. Everybody knows out here doing just fine. Doors always open if you want to stop. Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. Royal Lynn. You made it to Vegas. I made it. I'm here. Your first time ever. First time ever. And I'm so excited. Is it your first time to the West Coast? No. But first time kind of down this way, I guess. I've never been to California either. Really? Yes. Super weird. <laughs> Originally from Canada, cold. Yep. Moved to Nashville, mm-hmm. sweaty <laughs> in the summertime. Come to Vegas. They call it a dry heat. You just missed the fun. So two weeks ago, it was 120 here. Oh, my goodness. And like 60% humidity. I probably would have melted. I did. <laughs> like you walk the wall outside. It's so damn hot. I can't believe you've never really been to California. I know. Are you? Do you want to go to California? I definitely do. I want to travel kind of all over the U.S., all over the world if I can. But. I think you picked the right career. <laughs> that is true. I'm gonna, everywhere. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this out, and I'm just going to throw you under the bus, and we're going to talk Amish. <laughs> but just a little backstory. We usually, I would say that 99% of the artists that come through here, we go to this sushi bar here. I'm going to give a nice little plug. No, I don't get paid for it, but it's called Kabuki. And they have sushi, chicken, noodles, and all kinds of stuff. And you told me that you don't eat seafood. So let's talk about your childhood. (laughs) So I grew up in a really, really small town um, in southern Ontario. And literally, we had no seafood anywhere. Kind of the fish from the lake, and that was it. So I have tried sushi unfortunately i am a simple gal i am a country gal through and through and yeah we just never had it so then i got older and everybody was like sushi and this and that and i was like guys i don't get the hype i'm sorry i'm so sorry if anyone out there who likes my music who also likes sushi i won't hold it against you (laughs) it's kind of funny i don't think i've ever met i mean i've met people that don't eat sushi but so you've tried it i have tried it just doesn't fit yeah it's just not my thing as a kid, <laughs> what was your go-to as a kid? Is it the same as it is now? Are you like a pizza kind of person or a meat and potatoes type of person? Um, my family, um, it's super interesting. So obviously, um, when I was a kid, my my aunt and uncle, thats I stayed with them during the week while my mom was in school. And they would actually have like moose, which is super funny and so cliche because I'm from Canada. Right. Um, So I became a big fan of that. And, you know, uh, beef was a huge thing, obviously, because we're surrounded by cattle farms, even though I grew up on a horse farm. And yeah, so we were kind of just we we made it through. But there was no sushi. There was no no money for sushi. (laughs) It is expensive. I will definitely give you that. Dinner was cheap tonight. We had pizza tonight. (laughs) Really, the really pizza good was pizza. really good. I'm not mad at that because I do pizza Fridays every single Friday. Yes. We talked about that earlier. That normally for lunch we have pizza, mm-hmm. and everybody here indulges. And yes. my favorite pizza shop about three weeks ago closed after thirty something years of being in business. Wow. Yeah. I'm Sad. so sorry. <laughs> Moment of silence for Rosanna's. All right, that was good. When did you start playing music? Um, I think I was like ten years old. My mom used to say that like I was singing before I could talk. So did you? You sang other songs. Did you find yourself writing music or playing like an instrument first? 
Yes. So I remember my mom um, has trained horses. She's a horse gal. Whenever we were looking for her, she was in the barn. And so I was literally raised in a barn. I'm so proud to say that. Um, But yeah, no, I decided to trade my pony in for a guitar. Wow. And I was terrible. And my parents, you know, got me this guitar and I had no idea what I was doing. But I used to write songs and my mom has actually kept every single song that I have ever written like back back in that day um about like what i thought love was at like 10 years old like it's so funny where did that influence come from i think i i just had so many i loved music as a whole so uh, you know i have like punk influences and rock and country and my mom had a cassette player in the truck that we used to listen to on the way to the barn and we had shania twain on there and like i i just fell in love with with music as a whole and I just wanted to do it so badly. So I was like, put me in voice lessons. And the first girl who taught me to sing smoked <laughs> like a chimney. And it was the funniest thing. And now I look back, I'm like, what was I doing? But did you learn? I mean, yes. I kind of took a few different routes. Um, singing lessons, guitar lessons. I was in talent shows. Um, I really wanted to sing. Yeah. And it's so funny when you're that age, like obviously everybody kind of pokes fun at you because you're doing something that no one else really wants to do. Like back back then, I guess. Now it's kind of cool to be a singer, I guess. <laughs> and then you got to be a part of a show? Yes. So then I, at 15, my mom woke me up and was like, you have to go to this audition. And my parents never brought me to auditions for anything. So I thought it was super interesting that she was like, it's this Hannah Montana thing. It's two towns over. Um let's just go and see what happens. And there were four weeks of auditions and they told me on week two that I had secured Hannah in the Hannah Montana tribute of sorts. And we would tour around. And like, that's when I fell in love with being on stage. Just in Canada. Just in Canada. Yeah. So influence influences that go from punk country and everything like that. If you had your way, let's just go five years ahead of time right now. Okay. But where you're at today, mindset, Five years ahead of time, you get to go to, let's just call it the Red Rock Amphitheater, because that place is the shit. Yes. And you get to put together a show, not just country genre. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to have a favorite emo punk band kind of thing, alternative rock. Absolutely. Let's talk about this lineup. I want to hear what your influences are. Do I get to be in the lineup? Uh, f- yeah, it's your <laughs> show. Oh, my goodness. I think that some some of my favorites, if this could be like my, what do they call it, like, my white buffalo of, of shows, I guess. Um, <laughs> a Day to Remember. Um, they're kind of a, a, a metal punk band. Um, I would definitely have probably Morgan Wallen, just because I, you know, love, love the music. And, oh my goodness, I could go on and on. Fall Out Boy. Like, I would invite everyone and their mom and just be like, you guys are all my favorites. Please come play this show. Um, what but- about Rock. Rock. Um, Would you go old school or, or new school? Ooh. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, even, like, any, anything? Yeah. If this was, It's like, your show. Like, if it was, uh, like, if someone just, like, in five years, you're worth billions, and you're like, shit, you know what? I've always wanted to do this. Let's shock some people, and let's take this band, this band, this band, of course, myself, and this band, <laughs> and let's just put together a show at Red Rock, because it ain't going to be... Yes. It's got to be big. Yes. It ain't going to be cheap. So, like, hmm. you're talking like Motley Crue? Or you're talking like... Oh, I'm trying to think. There's so many that I would I would put in. Um, Is there like an 80s butt rock band that you just kind of like, you don't want to tell people about? Don't say Nickelback, but, you know, something like that. <laughs> I was going to say Nickelback. Yeah, of course you were. 
But I, I think they're so, it's so funny because everyone like where I'm from in Canada loves them. Yeah. Um, I honestly, I would put them on that lineup in a second. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I would know every single word to every song. I, we, um, I used to have this friend, Kim, that we used to work at a box office. I don't think she works at box office anymore. I haven't talked to her in a while, but um, we used to always joke about Nickelback and we'd see like these pictures online of people getting a tattoo and she would send it to me and go, dude, you finally got a tattoo. That's rad. And it was said Nickelback. Oh my God. Like it was just a joke because everyone, yeah. everyone busts on them. But I know, but they're so good. I don't understand. They know how to write music. And they I don't, do. I don't understand what it was. I just, I think I fell into that same gamut of you're not supposed to like them, but they did put out um, yes. a live DVD from Red Rock nice and it is yes, yes, phenomenal yes. they have a new album dropping do they really oh when i found out i was like i shared on all my socials like i i'm the biggest nickelback fan if i could sit down and write with them that Huge. would be my dream chad kroger right? i would have i could like die and be so happy yes if i if i could write like one song one royal in song that they were all a part of or like collab is like a dream it it's a dream would you say that band's like your guilty pleasure not I. I own it. Own I it. am a full-on supporter. Do you have a guilty pleasure pleasure band? Um, no, no, no. I'm pretty. I like what I like, and I kind of. I'm I'm pretty straightforward. So like, I listen to all sorts, like um, Pierce the Veil, or you know, I listen to a lot of metal things. Which right. like Nickelback isn't metal, no. but it's it's that grungier. It's and rock, like yeah. I like to say that I'm like porcelain grunge, if that makes any sense. Very odd, I know. That's and almost we're, as cool as punk tree. I know. And then and then the punk tree movement with like my music happened and I was like, this is cool to me. This is different than anyone else I've heard. How do you pack up your stuff and end up in Nashville? Honestly, I dropped out of college, told no one, and then packed my car. I took one of my best friends in the world. And I was like, I'm going to Nashville. Do you want to come? And I was like, I'm going to give myself a week. And if nothing really happens, then I will pack my bag and go home and I will go back to school. And that first week just blew my mind. So Did you know anybody in Nashville? Not a soul. Where did you go first? Um, I think I, I went around to some publishing companies. Mm-hmm. And, and I was just like, was hey. like, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is me. Obviously, I think that... There's a learning curve when you get to Nashville. Absolutely. I hadn't really co-written when I had gotten here. Um, this was back in 2015, so it's been like You've seven been years. Long. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I just kind of met some people. And it's so funny because one of my, this is like one of my greatest friends. He's got great music. His name is uh, Baker Grism. He was one of my first friends in town. And we're still friends to this day. I played a show with him last week. It's nice. just like you kind of grow with your team Absolutely. or like your, your, your people, click. Yeah. your clique. Yeah. And just seeing like, you know, Spencer Crandall, who will be here in a few weeks. Like yes. people like that who just deserve it so much and work their butts off. Like I am a such a supporter for my friends and songwriter friends. So. I'm just going to tell you that from my experience, this genre is just that. Yes. that's the, you, you guys have your, your circle and I'll, I've said it a hundred times and that's just that. I love when you put out a song and then all of a sudden you see all these people that tag you in it and then you repost it and then guess what? All you, all these people that follow you now go, oh my God, yes. like this person, this person, and it just goes right down the line. That's, that's what's neat about Nashville. And I would say this is probably the first time that a band's come here that someone in the band has never been here before. Really? Yeah, it's usually the case at least one person in a, in a newer band has yeah. been here before and kind of like, this wow. is neat. Yeah. I love it. 
Oh, well, we're happy to be here. <laughs> so you go there for that week and you end mm-hmm. up staying or do you yeah. go back home and then come back? So I ended up staying. I think I was there for two months, two months going on three. And your friend stayed with you? No, she went home. She went home after a week. <laughs> I mean, she greatest supporter, um, but she had to go back to work and I like quit my jobs. I right, You're like, I'm out. And I was like, I needed to get a visa. Like, it's not very easy just to move to America. Right. So I had to kind of figure out what I was going to do, what my options even were, if this was even possible. So once I got here, I kind of was like, okay, well, how, what is the best fit for me visa wise? And it all just started coming together and I had to go back home while it processed. And then, you know, it's kind of a little bit of a back and forth until you can get like a visa where you're actually like allowed to live here. Right. You know, first, first, um, co-write. Ooh, that's when, that's when you knew you were, you were staying sort of thing. No. Um, it's such a weird situation, but, uh, I was here. Jeez. When was this? I'm trying to think back. I was at a party at Warner. Um, and I, I don't even know how I got in. It was super weird. A, a friend of a friend kind of was like, hey, I'll show you around. And we ended up at this party at um, the actual label, Warner. So um, I was I was there. And who was it? It was Blake Sheldon was playing a free show in 2015. So it was like September. Who's that guy? Yeah, who is that? And it, um, And this guy had come up to me and he was like, hey, do you like this song? And I was like, yeah, it's a great song. He's like, oh, awesome. I wrote it. And I was like, I'm sure. And then it kind of just progressed. And he was like, do you want to come to a party? And I was like, well, I already moved to another country. So sure, why not? Yeah, why not? I've got nothing <laughs> to lose at this point. And um, his name was Andrew Dorf. And he had written so many, so many amazing songs. Um, so many hits. And I went to the number one party. And this is all in the first week. So this like <laughs> this has not happened since. <laughs> but it's like kind of crazy. Um, and he introduced me to Blake. And Blake kind of was just like, you know, like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to write songs. But I also like have this, you know, passion for being on stage. And like, I feel the most at home and myself. And he was like, well, like, I wish you all the luck. You know, like, I I hope to see you again. Like, obviously, I was one weekend to sure. a 10-year town. So, um, and that's a huge reason why, you know, I, I stayed. Because I was like, something is telling me to stay. Right. And all of this, like, why would I be at that label, at that show, to then be at uh, Losers for a number one party the next day? And it was just, like, all of these things. And I was like, something is telling me I'm supposed to be here. And this is home. And I just, like, haven't left. It's weird how that works. <laughs> yeah. Does your family come visit? They do. They do. So now, you would you consider yourself settled in Nashville? Yes. yes. I'm at home. I love it. I have a cat named Ted. He is great. Um, Nashville is home, and I really hope that it's always home. Right. So. What's next for you? Like, what are you, what, like, the, the rest of this year? Actually, the rest I don't want to do that. There's not <laughs> an awful lot of time left. I guess there is. October, November, December. Sure. The, the rest of this year. The rest of this year. I think that I'm kind of in the planning process. Um, I've kind of gone through a few things that I want to release next or, like, you know, video ideas. Do you have any, do you have a publishing deal? I don't. You don't. But and I you write. You have no label deal? No. No label. Y- you're just indie as they get. I'm as indie as they get. And you're playing Stonies on one phone call. And I am playing <laughs> Stonies on one phone call, which is wild. And you're Amish. <laughs> I'm not Amish. <laughs> I grew up in a really small town that has a lot of Amish people. And yes, now Amish. now I'm Amish. A spade's a spade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's, let's talk the rest of you. You have new music. I do. I have a lot of new music. I've kind of been teasing it a little bit. Obviously, TikTok and... 
uh, TikTok, Instagram Reels, Pinterest. We've been able to go viral on. Um, what do you do on Pinterest? Do they have same videos? Thing? They have videos? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah, it's wild. People Shit. people don't realize it's a missed, uh, a missed um, social media. Yeah. yeah, and I kind of was just like, how are people doing this? And we had a million monthly um, viewers, I guess they're kind of on called. On Pinterest? On Pinterest, yeah. I think I'm at like half a million right now only because I have been slacking really badly. Right. So <laughs> so do you just share from one platform to the next sort of um, thing? Yeah, sometimes I'll modify depending on the social media platform. Everything's different. Reels is so different from Pinterest and Pinterest is so different from um, TikTok. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. You're um, in country music. Let's talk about who your idols are. Idols in country. I have so many. So I grew up on Johnny Cash. Okay. And I, I love it so much. Like when I fly, I've actually never said this in an interview. So this is exclusive content. Woo. When I fly, I have to listen to Walk the Line over and over and over. It's just like a good... I'm always like, okay, this flight... I get really... I get anxious on flights. I don't know if it's just flying alone a lot or... I don't know, but um, I listen to I Walk the Line until we're up in the air. From the minute I sit down in my seat to the minute we're up in the air, it's on repeat. Because nice. it's like a good omen type thing. Yes. Like a, it's a good luck charm, I guess. So he is definitely one of them. Um, I do think that there are, I pull things from, you know, Miranda Lambert. I pull things from, you know, Maddie and Tay. I pull things from Morgan Wallen. Like just all of these influences where I'm like, wow, like, I can have this type of voice, but say this material lyric wise and just have fun with it. So I've kind of just been bucket list in country music. Oh. Give me three things on it. Bucket Obviously, Stoney's has knocked off that list, but oh, almost, not, not almost, almost, almost. <laughs> um, play Stoney's again. There you go. Uh, <laughs> um, I think that in my career, I think that I want to write a song that really impacts people. Impacts as far as relatable or impacts m makes a difference? Maybe a little bit of both. I want to write that one song that I everyone is just like, wow, like that was well-written, well-executed listeners. Um, even if it's not for myself, like I said, I write full-time for other artists. So, How about something that lasts a lifetime? The song that I write? Yeah. Yes, yes. I thought you were like... <laughs> no, 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 no. That's what I meant, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think like a timeless country song, or even if it's not in country, you know, like in rock or... I'm kind of all over the place because I have such influences, influences from everywhere. What do you think of country music as a whole today with a lot of these, I don't want to call them one-hit wonders per se, but there's a lot of music that gets... I used to say a couple years ago, I talked about an entitled number one. I don't mm -hmm. think, me personally, I'm allowed to say this. I don't, I don't think that personally that a lot of them, I, maybe not deserving is the word, but mm -hmm. I think that for the longevity of a career, there's some of those artists that just popped up, number one, and then you never hear from them again. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really hard. We were talking about this earlier. It's really hard to break. Yeah. And I think that even though you break once, there's so much work to do. Like, this is, I've always said this, like, once I sign a publishing deal or once I sign a record deal, that's when the work starts. And let's say I got to have a number one, which, like, fingers crossed one day, I hope I write that song. A that, plethora of them. Yes. You know, fingers crossed. But I really hope that, or I know, like, at the time, like, when that happens, it's already what is next. Yeah. It's not, 
and like celebrate celebrate everything that's kind of where i sit i i like to be positive about every show every show teaches me something and i learn at every writer's rounds um shows like this like i'm super excited and i will walk away tonight and i know that i'll be like wow i learned this this and this just by doing this show right here beautiful but my fans are number one and I will sit in the meet and greet line till every single person is done. And that's very important to me. I want I want them to be like, oh wow, she's my friend. So <laughs> I told you before that like the, the the blueprint to Vegas is just that. Show that you're human. Yes. Because when we just walked through when you went out front to get your picture, we walked by those two ladies. And yes. the lady looked at me and she goes, She looks and I went, That's the girl that's singing tonight. She goes, Oh my God, I <laughs> I thought that was her. And I just think that stuff is neat for me that yes. people are excited mm-hmm. and they although it's your first time here, yes. There's plenty of people here that know who you are, which is rad. I am so excited. How many tickets did you say were sold tonight? Uh eighty six, but now I can tell you there's over four hundred people in there. So really? it's just growing and growing. See, and I'm so excited. I I think that it's we've never been here yep. to sell tickets like that and then obviously people will be able to walk in as well all yep. night. I think that like I said, it's it's all about them. The music, sure, it like soothes my soul, but like I I do it for for them. Yeah. I just have like a you know burning passion to do it, and the fact that people relate honestly blows my mind. I think that's the neatest thing in the world is when you when you have music that people can relate to. I find myself, um, let's take Cody Johnson's "Till You Can't." Yeah. So his movie that just came out, um, "Dear Rodeo," right? "Dear Rodeo." Yes. I personally wish that would it would have came out this year because he could have put "Till You Can't" into it oh. because that song is. But it's his so whole good. story, phenomenal, right? Oh, I think it's amazing. It, I just watched something on TikTok, actually, and I guess someone was asking him, as a younger artist who hadn't really played a lot of shows, you know, how do you get to where you know where you are? And he goes, grab a guitar and play in a bar for 10 years, because that's what I did. Yeah. And I think that's so important, to play the little shows, play all of them. Play anywhere you, I, that you can. You said it perfect. You learn from every single you one learn. of them. He played here, and when he played here... Uh, he went up for a run and he showed up in the afternoon and he was so nervous about ticket sales. I had a hard time really, really understanding his show prior because he plays during NFR up the street for, yes. for free. Wow. So how do I do a ticketed show in the mm-hmm. same market yep. less than five miles away from the same place and think that it's like, I don't know how this is going to work. Yeah. And um, he sold this some bitch out. Oh. And it was, it was, he walked up and I'm like, dude, like, no joke, there's like four tickets left. Not oh my even gosh. kidding. And, and He's he like, was, I'll buy them. <laughs> no, they ended up selling. I mean, oh, we ended up. Oh, that's awesome. It was, it was pretty nuts that you just sit back and his show was phenomenal. Wow. Um, wow. It, when I got to sit with him and talk to him, it was really neat because I asked him about, you know, where he came from, the things that he did. And one mm-hmm. of the things that he said is he, he would walk into these labels yep. and they would promise him all this shit. And mm-hmm. he would sit back and like tip of the hat going, you know, they were like, we'll give you a bus. He's like, I got two. They're paid for. Thank you. They would ask him to change his shirt or change something about him. And he'd yeah. be like, I am who I am. And I'm not going to stray from that. And yes. I think that was that was super heavy for me to like really look at a guy that that was huge and mm-hmm. hadn't even touched radio yet it's mainstream insane. anything he was huge yep yep and it, i don't i think that's that texas grind yes. of those guys that i've had another guy that came through here tristan Merez, yeah even randall king for that yep. josh ward like these dudes they're just they grind they grind a little bit different than others yes sam grow 
during COVID was on the road every single weekend playing his guitar. Him and his his other guitar player, um, Tinley, would go out and they just did whatever they had to do because they were missing something. See, I and, love that. And they had to play and grind. And but that means you're meant to do it. Yeah, you know, like I like, uh, like there's no plan B. You yeah. know, you can't have a plan B and do this. So I'll agree 1000%. Nate mm-hmm. Smith's story. I can't wait to post it. When minute gets posted, I'll sh- share it with you. One of the things that he was talking about was his walk of shame back to Nashville. Oh. He said that he went once, it didn't work. He went back home, worked for a little while, oh and then packed up his shit, got in a car, and drove across the country, ended up in Nashville again. He yeah. was like, again, meant to be sort of thing. Holy just, cow, you can't take no for an answer, really. No. <laughs> you and, just find a way around it. Well, and if, you, if you're doing what you love... And, and you're good at it yep. um, and you believe you're good at it mm-hmm. and it's not a, a, a false belief. Yeah, se. yeah. There just can't be a plan B. No, there can't. Do you want to be signed to a like a major label? Would you like to do it like Cody did and build underground? And, and Yeah, I think that there's... Uh, of course, you know, if the conversation was interesting and a label came to me and we chatted, you know, I really want to be able to do my punctry thing. I yeah. want to be able to be myself right, and do my thing and what I'm best at. And I want to be able to write. And I understand that it's very hard to write full time and be on the road full time. And I get yeah. that. You know, we kind of until you get to a certain level where you have a bus and in the back you have yeah. a writing room. Yeah, but oh, yes. That would be so nice. You take all the writers with you for the weekend. Fingers well, crossed. <laughs> there's there's artists that do that. Yes. Um, I do think that I do eventually want to be signed yes i i i do think that how hard that we're working right now it's all about the people and i do want to build the foundation and make sure that like people are loving the products that they're getting and right now like i have full kind of control over what gets put out and i think if i sign with a label they would have to understand me as an individual and make sure that the songs that we are putting out and continuing to play at shows are something that that my my fans love. Have so. you sat in a room yet with with a label? Yeah, in a, in a couple a couple rooms and publishing. Um, right. I just think I'm looking for a family, right. and I'm looking for champions and someone who can really help me advance at the rate and with the people that I need to be in the room with. Um, writing wise and for label someone who just understands who I am as a person it's pretty neat favorite <laughs> place to eat when you go back home to Nashville ooh I love Italian so I really love this restaurant it's called Amerigo no one probably knows where it is in Nashville but it's so good um but yeah, so I think that would be my favorite. I love to ask that question because people listen. Um, the Swan Brothers told me about uh, Monell's. Oh my goodness, I haven't been yet. Oh my I have goodness! A gift card, uh, every time we go there, it's one of the stops. That really? v- Virago. Um, yes. Um, I'm yep. still trying to find good pizza in Nashville because I've yet to find it. We and just ate at Urban Grub too, and that was really good. It was. Yes. Okay. Oh my god, best steak I've ever had. Okay, so let's let's take Nashville mm-hmm. as a whole. Where where has been your favorite show, your favorite fond memory of playing in Nashville? In Nashville. So there's two. So I really love the listening room. Yeah, it's a neat room. It's it's so awesome. You get to tell the stories and like if anyone ever is listening to this and they ever make it to the listening room for a show, like we get to talk about the songs that we don't get to play f- with full band. Yep. You know, like this, the songwriter cuts, the the stories behind the songs, and I love that so much. I'm going to try and do a little bit of it today, obviously. But it's, it's so different when you're just like there with a guitar. It's like almost like vulnerable, you know? Yep. So you get to hear the true story and me try and play guitar as I sing it. <laughs> um, and 
Old Red has been really good to us. Um, they we have a residency, so we play once a month, nice. and they are just they're just awesome to us. And they take the artist thing seriously. They let us play our originals. And if you've ever, ever been to Nashville, you've been on Broadway. Like it's a lot of covers and an awful lot. Yeah, an awful lot. Door so to they, door covers. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> so they kind of let us have you know play with the band we try out new songs if people like the songs i'm like cool let's try it out now on tiktok or let's do this and you know we've been very fortunate to have true fans come from those shows you know 11 to 2 p.m on afternoon friday saturday 11 a.m that's my uh it's once a month and it changes every month so you'll have to like check out my tour schedule but (laughs) What do you do for the holidays? Do you go back to Canada? Do you? I try to. I, I love like Christmas is one of my favorite things in the world. Um, and I love to be with my family. It It is getting a lot harder to travel back and forth. Um, I just feel like we're on the road so much. And then by the time I get home, I don't want to drive 10 hours. But I really love that I get to see the snow like once a year. <laughs> go back to it. What was your last job that you had? Oh, my last job. Um, I think I was bartending. That yeah. was my last. Yes. In Nashville? No, I haven't. No. Um, Did you, you, you haven't worked in Nashville? No, I can't. I'm on a P2. So I can only, or I was on a P2 when I started, sorry. Um, so I could only sing. And then now I'm on an 01, which means that like I could sign to a publishing deal or a label, um, but I can only sing. And in the eyes of the US government, I am a good singer in some capacity <laughs> so you've never worked in the states no not a lot it's illegal you pay your bills i play music i go right. on the road i that's, sell that's merch crazy that is so social crazy. media a little bit you know we've had some cool stuff you know right happen and brand deals stuff like that but you know we are you know that's a machine it is a machine but we're just getting by and we're doing what we can and you know, my band is number one, so I make sure that they are always happy and they have everything they need. And oh, they're, if they're I go home bone. without any money after a show, that's fine as long as everybody else got paid. That's so. pretty rad. You're rare. You know that. <laughs> You're very, very rare. Or I'm crazy. I don't know. I'm going to go with rare. <laughs> Both. Rare. Rare. <laughs> but Favorite yeah. Italian dish since, since you love it, a, 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 Italian food. Mm, oh, my goodness. I um, want people to know all, all the weird stuff about All the you. weird stuff. Um well, how do you? I don't even know if I can say it right because I'm a hillbilly, but uh, bolognese. Bolognese. Bolognese, yeah. <laughs> bolognese, yeah. <laughs> See, I can't even say it. Um, spaghetti is just one of my favorites. It's simple. Um, back to when I was a kid, we used to have moose spaghetti. Uh, so, just usually the meat as the. Yes. As the, as the meat in the bolognese. Yes. yes. Yes, yes, yes. So that's probably one of my favorite dishes. In Vegas tonight, you said you're not going to sleep because you have an early flight tomorrow. <laughs> so I'm just going to help you out. The strip is cool. It's yes. worth the drive down just to take a look. But if you enjoy people watching, yes, go to Fremont Street. Okay. And Do we have to drive or can I walk down? You cannot there? walk. <laughs> you, well, no, you can drive. I mean, yes. you can walk down Fremont Street. You okay. Cannot, so you'll, you'll obviously take oh. a car to, to get down there. And then, yes. And then get out. So what you should do is after the show, go back to the hotel, do it, change, yep. Yep. drop yep. your shit off, call an Uber. And go down and just say, hey, I want to go to Fremont Street and yes. have them go Las Vegas Boulevard so you guys can look at everything. Wow. And then have them drop you down at Fremont Street. Okay. Um, there's probably going to be bands. Well, it's the middle of the night. There might be. Okay. Be safe, but just soak it up. Just it's, see it. It's There's there's street performers. There's, I am so there's, excited. There's obviously gaming. There's um, liquor. There's everything. Everything. But it's just neat. And one of the dudes in your band was talking about the pepper mill. Yes. So old yeah. school pepper mill was a little bit weird. You'd go there like one, two o'clock in the morning. We used to what? go there after going out to parties and you'd pop in there at one, two o'clock in the morning and just eat like 
eggs and toast, whatever, is cheap, $1.99 or something like that. Oh, but, my gosh. But the people watching it's was ridiculous. <laughs> you'd see pimps and hoes. You would no see way. things you weren't quite sure if it was a boy or a girl or a dog. Oh, I my mean, gosh. It was, just, it was just really... Good people watching. Very good. But it's changed since then. I haven't been there in oh. quite a while, but... You live down the street. What do you mean? I don't go on. This I'm is as close to the strip as I get. You no saw me way. when I gave you a ride back to the hotel. Yeah. That was, that was my experience. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. We... uh we're so excited. Honestly, I've, like I said, I've never been here. Soak and it up. I'm even, you know, on stage tonight, you told me earlier to stop and take a look around. Just and I think that that's like so important to just celebrate the moments it is. that are so small. It's like the moment you turn off your truck before you walk in the door. Yeah. Those moments are like when you're the realist with yourself. And honestly, I have those moments on stage a lot. So it's good. I think a lot, like you said, I- I'm the same way. If I'm not learning, I mean, what's the point? This whiskey is sitting here. It's called Blue Valor. I'm going to tell you the story about this. Okay. This is learning for me. This is a COVID, a product of COVID. All right. That's mine. Really? With the owner, Chris and I. This is what we created together. Oh, my goodness. Um, And we donate 10% back to uh, the Injured Police Officers Fund. Oh, I love that. We give back to cops and everything like that. Um, It just happened to be in here because I'm trying to think it was in here that tried it that one night. But (laughs) this is this is me learning again I think and that's what the whole process of life is I always tell myself I live in Photoshop and Illustrator I live in it Mm -hmm. the day that I quit learning stuff I don't want to do it anymore yeah just and that's like your music my passion is obviously music as well but just on a different level you are helping out artists like crazy I love it I got to tell you a fun story and then we'll get out of (laughs) here we were talking about Ryan Griffin earlier um he opened a show here I brought him back two or two or I think he was here like two three weeks ago for his third show I have some good friends that moved to Florida okay. from here. And they live in this small town. I, I want to say there's one or two bars mm-hmm. on the beach, whatever. Um, fuck them because it's a nice place, I guess. <laughs> uh, it's not Vegas. But Ryan Griffin went and played there. They went and saw him on Wednesday night. Yep. And so Amanda is Zach's wife. Amanda went to the show. I don't know if Zach did. But Amanda called mm-hmm. and was like talking about how she talked to him. And um Aww said that she was from Vegas. And he goes, oh, I just played Stone. And she goes, yeah, I know. I know Toad very well. And he goes, Toad? Toad, Stonies, Toad and Stone, and he just kept talking about how I've made, I've helped him in his career, such Aww. a big part of his career. But that's what we like to do here. Mm-hmm. I mean, is help artists grow, give them a place to call home, yeah. want to come back. Dylan Carmichael, uh, you know him? I don't. John Michael Montgomery's nephew. Oh, nice. Um, okay. Eddie Montgomery's nephew. He just signed with Cappy. Oh, nice. Like nice, maybe nice, nice. three weeks ago. But um, he had a bucket list. Uh, he was an employee at the Opry. He was a security guard. He's wow. the first employee to ever play. Oh my gosh! Really? Yes. Holy cow! That's that's rad. If you think that's about amazing. It, full circle. Yes. So his three items were to play the Opry. Yes. To play Billy Bob's and to play Stoney's. Wow. So I told him. I said, "Here's the deal. Now that we got you at Stoney's, there was a long story behind him getting here, but it was it was for me. I took it personal to get him here. Got him here. I said, "Here's the deal, Billy Bob's. Yes. I'll get there. You just let me know when it is." You just got to make sure I get in, like, cause, oh, cause yeah, of his, course. he's, he's like, like that music history, like his family mm-hmm. is, but, um, I just, I love the bucket list stuff. I love Aww. seeing people get to do what they want to do and, and, and achieve those. I've flown back to Nashville three times to watch artists, Opry debuts. Wow. Sam Groh, Tony Jackson, Stephanie Quayle. If I ever get there, will you come? Uh, I just, Please. You got, you got my number. <laughs> I, I, mean, I will definitely invite I've you, done I promise. i my day, but I love that stuff. I just, Aww. to me, it's like. I love it when artists come here and they want to play here. Yes. Because I get to see it. Yep. Opry, whole nother level. When Sam played, um, I took everything not to cry because really? I was seeing his dream come true. And he sang oh. a song that just 
fucking killed me. <laughs> but um, he just amazed. And his daughter was sitting right next to me. Oh, that's so, so sweet. So it's just one of those things that you get to see mm-hmm. and get to experience with somebody that's it's huge. And yes. Their first time with, you know, such yeah. a, I'm sure it was such an emotional. It, um, it, uh, just watching it happen. Wow. Uh, I literally, as a grown ass man, I bite my teeth. <laughs> Oh. To not cry. You're like, and my no. I was, it was everything. Oh, yeah. see, that's beautiful, though. Like, it's so cool that, you know, even though he is having this moment that I can only imagine what it feels like. But then to have your audience also feel that yeah. is is so incredible. That's what music is. right? That's what music is. Tell people how to find you online. Um, so you can find me at Royal Lynn Music, um, Royal Lynn on Spotify, Apple Music, all of that fun stuff. Pinterest, TikTok. All of the above, I always leak new um, demos that we do. Um, so please go follow me. I would love that. I love it. Thank you again for the time. No, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. We're going to have fun today. Yes. Just plain and green.